Welcome to our daily podcast, The News Around Uganda. I'm Namugenyi Majorin. Government has tabled a budget of 41.2 trillion shillings for the next financial year 2021-2022. The proposed budget tabled before the Parliament's Budget Committee by the Minister of Finance, Matia Kasaija, shows the governance and security sector will take the highest share with 7.7 trillion shillings. It will be followed by human capital development with 6.8 trillion. Integrated transport infrastructure and services will take 3.9 trillion. Agro-industrialization will take 1.4 trillion. Regional development, 1.2 trillion shillings. Domestic refinancing will take 8.5 trillion shillings. Domestic areas, 400 billion shillings. Interest and amortization will take 6.7 trillion shillings. The Minister of Finance, Matia Kasaja, says that in the next financial year, government plans to invest 490 billion shillings to promote the parish model in which government will invest 39 million shillings at every parish to promote inclusive and sustainable growth value addition it is connect that system of the parish model because we did not come out with all the details it is also meant cater for value addition two three parishes if they are producing the same product then we need to create a, a, a unit that will process what they are producing The members of parliament were however not satisfied with the proposed model at which the point the minister asked to be given more time to present the details to the committee the chairperson of the committee Amos Lugolombi asked them to bring a list of the entities whose budget has been affected by the new program Um, we have noted that you have actually reduced budgets for different sectors in order to come up with a 490 billion shilling. So we, are, we know that a number of sectors are going to be affected. So in your Thursday presentation, you need to indicate to us where this money has come from, which sector has lost what and how much in order to raise the 49 billion shilling. In our national news, government wants to amend the registration of persons acts and make it mandatory to register the births and deaths. This has been revealed by the Minister of State for Internal Affairs, Mario Obiga Kania. while appearing before the parliamentary committee on defense and internal affairs to present the budget for immigration and national identification and registration authority Obiga says that now it has become mandatory for people to have national identity cards it is important to have births and deaths registered as this will help in improving planning he says that there is a gap in knowing the actual number of deaths and births in the country as most people take it as a waste of time We are going to propose to amend the relevant sections of the Registration of Persons Act to make sure that it is an obligation for people to register death and register birth. It solves a lot of problems. It even helps the population when it comes to the time of seeking for letters of administration, sharing property, and so forth. In politics, the National Unity Platform is set to hold a two-day retreat to discuss matters of the party and their position of whom to support for Speaker of Parliament. The party spokesman Joel Sonyonyi said that this retreat was supposed to take place last week but postponed after the death of Archbishop Dr. Crispian Chizitolwanga. Sonyonyi said that they had resolved to their retreat on Friday and Saturday this week. And so we postponed our retreat to this week uh, on Friday and Saturday. That is uh, 16th and 17th. That's when we shall hold um, a retreat for our leaders 
members of parliament, we'll have LC5 chairpersons and mayors and uh, of course leaders within the party. We need to take off time, meet up, assess the selection and also continue to discuss how we deal with the situation that happened. Senyonyi urged Parliament to first present accountability of the taxes collected from Ugandans before tabling the proposed increases. There was a proposal to levy a 12% tax on internet bundles, to shoot up the rental tax by 10%. We need taxes to run our country. But what kind of taxes? But where is the value for this money? Ugandans are paying very heavy taxes. But where is the service delivery? But also there is accountability for this tax money. As we increase taxes, can we account for this money? Can we deliver services? Still in politics, the Democratic Party has asked government to review and change the education sector to be able to tackle unemployment in the country. The party spokesman Opia Okolero Amanu says numbers of graduates are on the streets looking for jobs while others are underemployed. Okolero attributes to this mismatch between the education system where children are taught to cram and to remember for the purpose of passing exams vis-a-vis -vis the required skills. Our children are taught to cram and remember for purposes of passing examinations. That is what our current system was constructed to offer. And by this, we have ended up with food scientists, chemists and biologists who are without skills to run samples and determine the chemical composition of the recipes therein. Because of this system of education, we have seen civil engineers that cannot construct roads or even the simplest of the structure being erected under their supervision. The party has also congratulated Muslim community on reaching the holy month of Ramadan, requesting them to use the period to forgive and seek for God's forgiveness from Allah. In up north, the member of parliament for Amarachi constituency, Dennis Lee Oguzu, has threatened to sue some people in Aru who last week accused him of fraudulently acquiring a portion of Arua's Central Forest Reserve, commonly referred to as Barifa Forest. Oguzu on Monday described the allegations as baseless and intended to incite the public and promote tribal sentiments and division. He says the concerned persons should have sought proper information from the National Forestry Authority and Arua City Council to establish the truth before taking their outbursts to the mainstream and social media platforms. I would have ordinarily expected that uh, these individuals would go to NFA to seek the truth, go to municipal and establish what the exact situation is. Without doing that, they, they decided to write and allege that, oh, Oguzu had got a lease, he is now processing the, the documents of the lease. And then I wondered how a lease can be processed without uh, an application, without the involvement of the area land committee, without involvement of the physical planning committee and the district or the city land board. My land sense was confused with lease. There are people already planting trees here in this forest why has that not attracted the kind of outburst it attracted in my case? There are people who are grazing animals here under a license. Why has that not attracted the kind of outburst? I really think these are people who just want to frustrate development in this area. These are people who have not informed themselves. The license I have was never acquired through a fraud. It
it was through a public procurement process. This whole process was cleared by the Solicitor General and I have all these documents. So where is the fraud coming from? These individuals have also gone ahead and accused me that, oh, Salim Saleh is behind me. I really think we are two different persons. If they have any issues with General Salim Saleh, they should legally and separately address it to him. So I therefore urge the public to ignore these outbursts. They are intended to frustrate, they are intended to blackmail, they are intended to incite the public. They are hollow on facts and must be ignored. The legislator says he has already instructed his legal team to reach out to the individuals so as to substantiate their claims. Because I transact with many people, I am a responsible member of the society. I really think uh, these claims must be substantiated. They made allegations that have caused me irreparable damage without substantiation. I've now instructed my lawyers to reach these individuals with view that they're able to substantiate these claims. If they can't substantiate them, they must be able to retract them. If they cannot retract them, then the law will help us resolve this to determine who is right. I want to appeal to the people of Arua that the land or the central forest reserve is a government reserve which is being held in trust for the people of Uganda. And I'm one of these Ugandans. On 6th of April 2021, a section of concerned citizens in Aru City led by Geoffrey Feta, the member of parliament-elect for Ayivu East, handed a protest letter to both the offices of the city clerk, Arua, and executive director of National Forestry Authority, demanding for a cancellation of alleged giveaway part of the Arua Central Forest Reserve to Ogozi for ecosystem. They demanded that the activities to lease the forest reserve to an individual should be halted since the forest has never been degazated by parliament. In Nwoya district, a police post in the memory of the first African Inspector General of Police, Rinayo Oriema, has been established at his home in Tanji village, Porongo sub-county in Nwoya district. The establishment of police post follows a request by his family to encounter the increasing crime in the area. Nancy Oriema, Erinayo's granddaughter says that they requested for establishment of a police post because people were trespassing through their land in Maction Falls National Game Park to poach while people working on the farms in the area were also engaging in crime acts because of the absence of security organs. She hopes that the establishment of the police post will enable them fulfill the plan to put up tourist sites, museums, a police academy and vocational school as pledged by President Yoweri Museveni during the rebarrio of her grandfather. The land located in Tanji measures 6,000 acres. The establishment of this post was a process. We went through the right channels and we are so grateful to the Inspector General of Police for honoring our requests. And we believe that this, the establishment of the post will benefit all the stakeholders in Tangi village. We are beneficiaries but also caretakers and we want to continue with the vision and the seed that he planted for us to continue working with the community. And we have plans to bring in development Ben Okoti, Porungu sub-county chairman, has welcomed the move. Watiki police marama apa ikomapa amatieni abiro dong gichok nong retirement geo madong kaya niki chwaragi amakodano nudong kero gipeo kujiki jiki ma ngarechara marabara ero mako police police pose mwad magibitari itangini bukonya deda watiki investor kuno gikilu dano akibare gikilu dano aipa kwa gidwa deda community wa mukeni pegane gicharka kwa lejimi pa investor meanwhile 
in the western region, the Mbara district chairman, Captain J.B. Bamoturaki Tumisime, has advised parents to cooperate with the school managers and chat a way forward on how to uplift education standards amid its COVID-19 pandemic. The chairman says this will also enable the parents to know the challenges that are affecting their children at school and look for possible solutions on time for them to continue with their studies. Let them play their role, let them mobilize their children, let them love their children to make sure that they come to school and benefit from the UPE program. And uh, let them cooperate with the management of the schools so that whatever they are asked through their meetings and they have agreed upon their resolutions. They fulfill what they have been asked to do. With that story, this marks the end of the news around Uganda. My name is Marjorie Namugain.